This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money to Me. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are back from our short little break. Thanks for joining us again. I'm Candice Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas, back from my little trip, uh, feeling refreshed and ready to give you some really good market updates. So in this episode, we'll be discussing the latest market news, the bull and the bear case for valuations, and also offer up one investable idea, each which we're liking in this current market. That's right. So while Felicity was away enjoying her wonderful time in the European summer, getting all tanned, I was here watching the markets. And as you were watching the markets as well, I'm sure, you know, it was really great to see we had a bit of a market rally in most of July. So that has been really exciting to see. So if you are looking for some investable ideas, maybe you took some cash in July. This episode is for you because we're going to be unpacking two ideas we're liking in the market. Before we do that, a quick reminder, although we'll be talking about the markets and how we make money in the markets, please remember guys, this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on this podcast is general in nature, as you know, and you should always go out and seek your own professional advice before making your investment decisions. That's it. And everything we're discussing today is based on facts known at the time of the recording, which is the 2nd of August, 2023. And we know how quickly things change. So true, especially in this volatile time in the market. So we have ticked over into a new month uh, being August for stocks. And interesting, before we really get into it, Felicity, I wanted to bring to our listeners that historically the month of August has been, you know, quote unquote, one of the best trading months in the markets. If we look at like a 90 year period up until about 1986, the Dow Jones index in the US on average has always been ahead about 1.4% compared to other calendar months. So that's, I love my history, as you know. Yes, um, you <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool in terms of market stat. But then, you know, more recently and since the late 80s, um, often August has actually been one of the worst performing months. And as we record this episode today, our Aussie futures are actually indicating down about half a percent following the weaker close in the global market. So we'll just see if August can maybe turn around its bad luck of late. That's it. I mean, we've had such a great rally, right? So there's a little bit of sense in the market coming into August that stocks might come off a little bit. I mean, we've had such great hype with AI and tech and a really fast rally. And the yield curve inversion in the bond markets is kind of suggesting equities are looking overbought and a pullback seems reasonable. But we always like a pullback, right? Because it's always a good buying opportunity. So with that in mind, Candice, what's the latest talks in the bear camp? So the bear talking points for this week and what they're arguing the market, you know, firstly, is there's no explicit removal of the Fed tightening under the basis from Powell's recent FOMC press conference. Also, 
you know, like you said, Felicity, it's really a stretched valuation and multiples in equities. A lot of firms are saying this, particularly in the US, JP Morgan, they have an aggregate TPM uh, measure, and that's the highest it's been since early 2022. Deutsche Bank also has a measure, and they're looking at, you know, it's at historical peaks at the moment, so overbought territory. Again, overbought conditions, you know, a lot of the stocks, um, about 70%, are at the highest valuation for the year. The S&P 500, you know, first, it's trading above their 50-day moving average um, as we head into this week. So, again, more overbought kind of flags, I guess. Just a point on that. I think it's because the bears have missed this year's rally and they're starting to jump in, but a little bit too late. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess the bears are always negative, right? They're always in their cave if we think it that way and and think that it's doom and gloom. But I guess when we do get to moving over averages, that's a lot of trend and chartist talk in the markets of, you know, naturally when things go up too quick, it's going to come down. But when we say pullback, you know, it's not like doom and gloom, you know, we're in the camp of a pullback is sometimes necessary of five, 10%. It's great opportunity. So, but the bears are very negative, right? And they're also talking about there's negative operating leverage and drag on earnings as price increases roll off and the wage input pressures remain sticky. We've got still sticky inflation everywhere. Again, the AI bar and the hype is high. Um, evidenced by Microsoft post earnings pullback, you know, there's there's a lot of costs in terms of elevated CapEx cycles that still need to kind of be normalized out. US flash services PMI was a miss and there's some hints there from earnings calls that it's going to normalize the tailwind moving forward. So that could be a of a bit of a concern in the consumer side of things one of the the largest global luxury brands LVMH reported a surprise drop in their Q2 US sales so that's a bit of a concern on again the consumer slowing down but it just doesn't seem to be slowing down fast enough and then the final point Felicity here is the pricing and profitability pressure in the EV space as seen in the Ford recent results and guidance so still lots of points for the bears to be banging on about right yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an eternal optimist. <laughs> I know. So over to you then, being the eternal optimist, how are the bulls arguing the other side? All right. So the Fed thinks that we've kind of peaked with rates, right? So the July hike is likely the last of the tightening cycle. So Fed staff are no longer forecasting a recession and soft landing further underpins by elevated macro surprise momentum with better Q2 GDP and July consumer confidence and lowest initial claims since February. Now the ECB takeaway is a dovish with shift to data dependency, which is fantastic. Record money market fund asset support through equity positioning can potentially go higher. Now, disinflation traction with core PCE the lowest since September 2021 and ECI expanding at the lowest pace since 2021. Now, Q2 earnings beat rate is running four plus points above the five-year average and guidance trends are more upbeat. Consumer resilience with a high profile Q2 earnings theme. So we're seeing a lot of consumer resilience here and maybe it's not so much in the high end, but coming back into the lower every day. Now, big tech earnings confirmed key secular growth drivers are intact, destocking push done or nearly done in a number of industries. Now, regional banks M&A, uh, so the Bank of California purchase of PacWest is actually flagged as a positive for sector valuation support. And finally, China's Politburo meeting unleashed some fresh stimulus hope and China-Hong Kong tech rallied sharply. Yeah, I mean... Uh, th- 
a lot of conversations we've had Felicity to date has been the disappointing ramp up of China. So hopefully now we're in the second half of this year, it does slowly come back online a lot faster. They are the largest economy. They've got the fastest growing GDP still to date. So we do need that to ramp up. China's back in the game. That's it. We need China back in the game. <laughs> 100%. The whole global economy does. Now, I think listening to, as we always do, these bulls and bears, which we find really fascinating, I think again, we remain the same mindset of let's just remain cautiously optimistic. And that whole soft landing scenario, you know, have you got your emergency evacuation plane crash, whatever the analogy in the market is, I actually think we're kind of landing now. We just don't know it. And we're not going to know it until six months in the future or 12 months in the future. So that's, that's our stance, still cautiously optimistic. And if you have got positions in the portfolio that has done well year to date, well, firstly, congratulations. Maybe if you haven't already thought about it, take a profit and bank those profits because if the market does continue to pull back, it's not a scary thing, you'll have the opportunity to buy back into the market at cheaper multiples. Never regret a profit. We say that all the time to our clients and investors. You can never regret taking a profit. So with that in mind, let's move on to the next part or segment of the episode, stock ideas, our favorite conversation. So stay tuned. We have all that and more coming right after this ad break. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And we're back. So let's jump into the investable ideas. But before we do that, Felicity, do you have an update on a recent buy stock you added to the order pad? Yes. I just want to firstly make some comments around a recent buy in Peninsula Energy. The code is PEN. Now, unfortunately, Peninsula Energy has delayed the startup of its Lance Uranium project in Wyoming, US, due to the cancellation of a resin processing contract with Uranium Energy Corp. So that's not great. Now, this is disappointing. We expected Peninsula would be the first of the ASX-listed uranium restarts into production this month. Now, Peninsula will accelerate its plan to move to the largest stage two project, which incorporates in-house processing of the uranium bearing resins. This is likely to delay first production 12 to 18 months and requires additional funding, which is never a good thing at this point. Yeah, for the market, you know, markets don't like that. But look, that's the reality of, of early stage startup 
resource companies. So it is disappointing to hear, and I'm really glad you brought it up. But you know, if again, if you haven't had the chance to listen to the the Peninsula episode, it is a great one, and it's this uranium sector is a 10 year play. So we've got to remember it's short term noise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we still are so bullish on uranium for the whole decarbonisation. Now the changes kind of result in a large downgrade to FY25, but actually a small upgrade to FY26 due to the acceleration of stage two production. So our valuation is largely unchanged, but our price target has reduced slightly because of the dilution potential. Uh, so from 34 cents to 31 cents, because there will potentially be a large equity raise, if not debt funding. So disappointing outcome. Nonetheless, the valuation impact of the change is relatively minor um, and the acceleration of stage two brings some benefits. So we're really retaining the buy. We haven't exactly topped up yet because we want to see if they do do a capital raise. But if you have lost more than 50% in this, it could be a good idea. Dollar cost averaging is your friend. Okay, so back onto the fresh investable ideas. CB, what do you have as a new buy for us this week? So for my idea in the markets right now, I'm sticking with the ASX top 50 shocker. I'm going in the large cap space (laughs) Um, and I'm picking a well-known healthcare company, which I believe is presenting right now attractive entry levels to hold on for long-term growth. So it's a company we've been topping up for clients off and on in the last couple of months. In fact, in the last six months, this stock's come off about 12%, trading around $269 per share. Yes, that's expensive. You probably figured out which one I'm talking about. I'm talking about CSL today. Oh, we do love CSL. All right, so why CSL now? So the code, very original for this company is CSL on the ASX. It's one of the largest companies we have on the ASX and it's a biopharmaceutical company that essentially manufactures, markets, does a lot of R&D and distributes pharmaceutical and biopharmaceutical products to the market. It really has two main segments. So it's a really simple business, if you think of it that way, which provides plasma-related and non-plasma-related items, respectively. Oh, yeah. This is a great buy-and-hold long-term large-cap healthcare company. I mean, we do – there's so many different macro factors, but I think in particular, ageing population. So what's the latest business? So why is it a buy now? So at its recent update, CSL announced FY23 net profit after tax – at the top end of its early guidance, which is positive, although there was a little flag of negative impact from FX Mm. because it's a global business, right? CSL also issued FY24 NPAC guidance in the same announcement, which is positive. So they're guiding 13 to 18% growth on a constant currency basis. So that's really good. However, Um, Although double digits is always great for a growth company, this was below market consensus, but we believe that the long-term growth drivers are remaining intact for CSL because they also gave guidance around returning back to pre-COVID gross margin levels, which the market loved, in particular in its burying business over the medium to long term, which is about three to five years. So it's going to take a little bit longer than the market expectation, but this is where I look for you know, quality growth businesses that are large cap in my opinion, because if we do go into a recessionary style environment, healthcare tick, strong balance sheet tick, when the market is a little bit disappointed with the expectation, well, then it's all priced in and then they can overshoot on the upside. So I think that there's more confidence moving forward in the outlook from what CSL gave us in the recent update. Yeah, absolutely. And we know CSL is like a portfolio staple, really. So that's gem. Positive. Yeah, that's it. So it's a positive outlook. So I guess why the recent sell-off then? 
Yeah, so really good point there. And I think the latest update, CSL has released a lot of all the negative news. So all the bad press, in my opinion, is now priced in and in the market. And I think that's why we can have a more constructive, conservative outlook moving forward because expectations are low and it's priced into the market. So while increasing the gross margin in the blood plaza business is positive, it could also be a slight challenge moving forward. So there appears to be more upside than there is downside risk moving forward with the company's outlook. From a valuation perspective, because really this is a valuation story for me, CSL share price at the moment has really reiterated sufficiently um, to capture the changes to the FY24 guidance that they did make and a longer runway to going back to those pre-COVID gross margin levels. So, you know, again, if I really wrap it up in a nutshell, it's a bit of a no-brainer stock really supported in a potential economic slowdown environment. CSL remains attractive on a multiple earnings, um, you know, double digit growth in the medium to long term. So like I said, to really kind of summarize it again, the stock is cheap on a multiple valuation. You can buy it at 269 per share levels at the moment. And in terms of valuations, UBS has a really bullish call of $340 per share. So that's about 26% upside on the current levels. And the street, so the consensus is a bit lower at $330 per share, which is about 22% upside from here. So So basically, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Take the opportunity while it presents itself for this blue chip company. Take the opportunity and run. And if you're already in, you know, think about these levels to top up. And if you're not in... I would stress you have a look at the company and do your own research. So that's my wrap on CSL, no brainer. Now, Felicity, what have you got for this week's episode? So I'm actually going to do a reiterate buy. So I'm going to do Cyrus Corporation. So the code is C79. Now, they've actually developed a novel gold assaying technology for the global mining and geochemistry lab industry, which was developed in conjunction with CSIRO. It was founded in 2017 and is headquartered in Adelaide, Australia. Yes, you pitched this company back in, was it our special 12 stocks for Christmas episode back in December? last year, right? That's it. I did. And it was trading around $3.17 then. It's now $4.95. So if you actually bought it back in December, you'd be up 56%, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. Love that all day, every day. We do love that. Now, a little bit of macro. So obviously in 2022, the small cap software industry kind of fell 26%, lagging the ASX small odds, which is only down 21%, and US peer groups down 35%. As inflation, rising rates, geopolitical disruption and recession risks all impacted. So whilst valuations have corrected and software's fundamentals generally remain strong, there's potential for macro slowdown to impact demand in the short term. This may impact perceptions of software's relative growth and quality attributes, which could continue to negatively impact sentiment and delay and potential re-rating. So that's kind of in the background, right? So it has had a great run, you know, over 50% up year to date. So why are we reiterating a buy now? Like, is, is there more room to go? Because it's 50% is great. Yeah. And obviously it's had a very good 2023. So recent events, C79 has released its Q4 update and actually pre-announced most FY24 
2023 PF forecast. So a few key highlights here, and obviously go listen to the 2022 episode as I go into this company a little bit more detail. But FY23 results are in line with PF in second half that demonstrated the growing market acceptance for its technology and importantly, its organisational delivery capability, which is so important. Now, number two, they're a confident guide to deliver at least 18 plus deployments in FY24. So that's very positive. And I think what's really key here is the expansion into US and South America that will actually add substantially to C79's global footprint in key mining jurisdictions. Now, we've actually brought our forecast in line with the initial FY24 revenue and EBITDA guidance. So revenue changes are almost entirely due to removing consumables, while our total cash costs have increased by a modest 3%. These are immaterial changes and the C79 story is a standout in our view. So I'm actually going to reiterate my buy. The price target's increased from $5.40 to $5.70. It's actually based on our forecast and it's trading at a multiple of only 7.9 times. So our price target only assumes 10 times. That's very good. And so I guess a lot of upside still to come is what you're saying, about 15%. So add that to what you've already made if you're already in it. So that's, that's not bad at all. That's it. So short and sweet with my reiterate buy, but we do like to on Talk Money to Me come back to companies that we've previously pitched and reiterate them because we still have very high conviction. So we have two companies for you today, both on the ASX, both starting with C, I've just realized, CSL and C79. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any more questions on the markets or the investive ideas that we like to talk about on Talk Money to Me. As always, don't be shy. We love to hear from you. Please reach out. Felicity, how can they reach out to us? Uh, TMTM at equitymates.com. And before we sign off, please remember that although Candice and I are financial advisors at Shore & Partners, please note our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice. You should always seek professional advice before making any financial or investment decisions. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star review and share it with your friends and family. And Candice, where can they follow us? You can follow us on social media platforms like Instagram and our handle there is at TalkMoneyToMePodcast for daily market updates. Obviously, because we're also advisors that work at Shore & Partners, we have LinkedIn profiles. We'd love for you to follow us there. That's it. Reach out. Until next time. See you then. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.